0: Namaste, and welcome all to our continuing series, Salvatry is the Message. Today we are on Book 4, The Book of Birth and Quest, page 375, and one of the extraordinary passages of all time. As when the mantra sinks in yoga's ear, its message enters, stirring the blind brain, and keeps in the dim, ignorant cells its sound. The hearer understands a form of words, and, musing on the index thought it holds, he strives to read it with the laboring mind, but finds bright hints, not the embodied truth then falling silent in himself to know he meets the deeper listening of his soul the word repeats itself in rhythmic strains thought vision feeling sense the body self are seized unutterably and he endures an ecstasy and An immortal change. He feels a wideness and becomes a power. All knowledge rushes on him like a sea. Transmuted by the white spiritual ray, he walks in naked heavens of joy and calm, sees the God face and hears transcendent speech. An equal greatness in her life was sown. You can't stop reading it. Yes, It's so long, but there are commas, semicolons,
1: everything. And and it's a whole thing, you know. Yes, it's one thing, yes. So, in one of our passages, the mother says something which uh, we tend to forget very often, though we use it also very often. The word has power. Even Shubhendra speaks of it. We use words so commonly, so casually, so randomly, and yet it is a power. Because uh, as such, if you see, this is the expressive vital, this throat center. And this is the center through which what is inside is expressed. So the word is a means to express and express what? Depending on where we stand in terms of our consciousness. So the rishis of old, they tried to uh, reach the apex from where word can be released upon earth. And as they went through it, they discovered that there are ranges and ranges beyond man and they can be embodied in a body of words. So what really is a word? Word is sound, rhythm, substance, all these things together. Even a single word has its own rhythm.
0: Yes, Sri Aurobindo uses uh, Christ yes, uh, or God in one of the <coughs> quotes. He says, he says, let there be light
1: mm. and there was light. Yes, oh. Even just the name of um, the Lord can be such a powerful mantra. Shri name, regarding Shri name, the mother herself said when somebody would use the name without the Shri… And she said that, uh, well, the full name is Shurbindo, It has a mantric power in it. So it's not about, normally we think what's in a name. But right, even in a name, it can be something very powerful if we put in consciousness. When Mother was asked, um, Mother, what is it that, uh, you know, when we read your works, uh, we get uplifted. And if you read through our works, they are so simple, so you know, so much rooted, grounded, as we will say today. And uh, they can convey high truths even to children. So the person asks, what is it that you put in your words, which makes it so different? And she just used one word, consciousness. So mantra is uh, basically now word, if we try to understand what really word is. So word, we'll see this used in Mystic literature as the word has power. Now, similarly, we have the word made flesh. So, what is that word? Yes. So, word originally is the original stir of creation, vibration. So, if you really look at all the words in their origin, they are sounds which contain a vibration. Later on, these sounds combined to form words, letters, words. And then, words started having a fixed meaning. But even today, even a word with a fixed meaning, you can utter it differently. And it can convey a different kind of consciousness. It's so interesting. Same word.
0: Mother says when we say her name regularly, she said, an emanation of her comes around us. This is an incredibly powerful thing. It's a protection that we
1: would never have... Otherwise, the Divine Mother's protection. Just calling Ma Ma. This he has said, Shorbindo has said, number of letters. Whenever in distress, call Ma Ma Ma. So often, you know, there was an accident once, uh, not yesterday, <laughs> sometime back, and there was an ashramite involved, and he, uh, he was narrating to me. So I asked, What is the first thing you told the person? So normally we say, don't worry and all that. But the first thing is to just call her name. Just call her name. That is the key. All else. So, uh, first aid, as they say. (laughs) First aid is call her name. Always available. But if we are habituated to doing it, it becomes so much easy and so much natural. If you are not habituated to doing it, then it becomes a little difficult. So just to call her name. So, name has a great power in it, and it's called as naam. Shubhendu's letter, naam jap has a great power in it, and we know that Swami Ram, um, uh, Ram Ji who was uh, you know, so much revered in Odisha and many other places, had his own big following. He would emphasize on only two things, and his own tremendous experiences. He would say naam jap and Parchakra. So, for individual yoga, do the naam jap. For collective yoga. Start a part chakra where you do collective reading. And you see the way it all happened in Odisha. So this is uh, the mantra is something very powerful in Shurvindo's yoga also. When mother was asked, Tell us at least one method, then at the repeated insistence of the disciple, she says that one method is mantra. That's the method that she gave. Not that that's the only method, there are many things. But if one has to know one method, then it is mantra. Otherwise, it's a triple labour of aspiration, rejection and surrender. And uh, she says that mantra, um, Radha Shirbindu says in one of the letters, mantra even said mechanically has its effect, but ideally one should put the heart and soul into it. Then it has a tremendous power. So what really is a mantra? Mantra is a word which is born in the higher worlds. Normally our thoughts doesn't have access to reach there. Why? Because our thought is tied around uh, small little things of everyday life. And uh, the rishi spoke about the ninefold or tenfold ladder of thought. Just thought. The mother explains it very beautifully in, in her early uh, you know, talks. Uh, Volume 2 contains on thought, that how thought can climb. And she says, most of us, our thoughts are centered around our little self, food and such thing. Then about customary social ideas, opinions, viewpoints. And then she says, you leave these two aside because that is the customary thing. Then as you begin to ascend through maybe trying to understand something, reaching out something... One of the simplest ways is reading Shurabhinda and the Mother. It leads to an automatic ascension of thought. Now there, He is holding us by the hand and taking us. And then as the thought begins to ascend and breathe a higher air, atmosphere, then there is at one point a connect with those realms and the rhythms of the higher higher worlds, not hemisphere. They begin to express through speech and words, speech written as well as spoken. So that's when a mantra is born. Seers see the mantra. They actually see the richas in the etheric writings. Shubhendu speaks about it. So the mother says that there is there are three kinds of mantra. One is the um, mantra which has become powerful just because over uh, hundreds or thousands of years people have used it with a certain sense put into it. For example, the word Om. Now, Almost all over the world now it is regarded as uh, something which is an invocation to the divine. Then um, there are other mantras which need a guru to transmit it. Otherwise you can't use them, especially tantric mantras. So tantric mantras are very powerful, but they need a guru to activate it. So they are normally bija mantra, just the sounds which invoke a particular deity. And the example which I Often give is hing, cling. So you know, if you read the sound itself, or if you see Mahalakshmi's mantra, this is very sweet, beautiful, rhythmic, harmonious. This is also rhythmic, but it brings a tremendous power. So these mantras require have to be given by a Guru. That's when the tantric system comes in. Or the mantra can be meditating upon a line from one of the great scriptures. Shrabindha himself had his major realizations. Uh, while when he was in alipur jail so he would re, you know recite the mantra inwardly so he had to take a walk from the cow shed he used to take a walk from the cow shed to the place where the prisoners would make some items so during the walk he will uh, use this mantra from the Ishupnishad. Thus, yasmi sarvani bhutani atman nevanupashyat so like that he would all the four lines, So he would recite these mantras while going up and down. And you see that oneness, that state of, basically these two mantras, series of uh, slokas in Isha Upanishad, is about that seeing the one self everywhere and in all things. So these are, one can pick up a verse. Now, Shubindo. that place doesn't say, but, Savitri's lines are mantric and the Mother said they are mantras of transformation. It's a mantra of transformation. So, any line or passage of Savitri. So, it is a mantra. One can pick up any passage which one connects with and it becomes the mantra and each mantra calls a deity and here the mantra is transformative in its action. So, otherwise mantras are meant to bring a deity near. So, that's the power of the mantra. It comes from the higher hemisphere and takes the form of speech and also those who are open. Now that's where this passage becomes interesting. It's not necessary that a mantra, normally we see a list of mantras. So we have, you know, books on mantras and we think it has to be in Sanskrit. The mantra could be, even normal speech can become a mantra. That's where we see this. What is the Ashupati actually asking Savitri? He's saying, go and find your mate. But the way he has expressed it he has expressed a profound truth through it. That there is somebody who is waiting for you, whose hand you must hold and together you must face the question life hand in hand, conquer the difficulties, take the challenge and this is what you must go and find out. So it is not just uh, go and find your partner. There is a tremendous power of truth in it. It rings, a ring of truth. So Sri starts as, so that one word qualifier as the effect of those words were just the same. A casual passing phrase can change your life. In my own life, I remember when the book came, um, The synthesis of Yoga, and I opened and I saw it written, All life is yoga. Even before that, Sri name, it did something to me. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the world changes, you know. Suddenly, Shurubindho. I don't know why. There's no outer logic to it. And then all life is yoga. You feel you have the master key. You don't understand anything about it. But you feel this is what I am seeking, and here is the answer, without reading the book at all. So. uh, It happened like that with
0: me with mother's name. Ah. And uh, I tell you a a brief story in this, very interesting. Uh, I went for my medical checkup, my regular checkup, and the nurse says to me, how many times have you fallen this year? What a question, huh? How many times have you fallen this year? I said, none at all. She said, none at all. Everybody your age falls. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I take mother's name at every step. I will never fall.
1: I know it. And it can come in strange ways. Uh, You know, mother says for an individual, it is best if the mantra arises from within. Mm. That's what is rather than somebody else giving you. And if you get your mind freed of all conventions, then it can be something very fascinating. So I was going in after my night duty in uh, one of the military hospitals, going back home. Mm. So as I am driving the scooter, suddenly right here in the heart... The word started like a chant. Be a witness, don't react. Be a witness, don't react. Be a witness, don't react. <laughs> react to what? But it's just going on. As I'm turning around the corner, there's a three-ton lorry, wha- means military, this thing, which hits the scooter. And I'm thrown aside. And the scooter is on the ground and I don't know, mysteriously, I'm standing and watching. So I went and picked up the scooter. I had many wow things like that. So I picked up the scooter and kicked it first kick start, and there's no reaction. It's total calm. Be a witness, don't react. And then the military person saw I was in uniform, officer. So he came running down, sir. Sorry, sir. I said no, no, everything is fine. Don't worry. I mean, there was nothing even like why you were not careful or why nothing. Just drove it back home. Everything wonderful. So be a witness. Don't react. So this is this came like a mantra. It's just a free string of words. And the mother once says she had her own set of mantras in French. You know they are so wonderful. She has given them as um, in in the agenda they are there.
0: Yes, kind of yeah,
1: all the mantras in French, English translations are also there. Out of which one of the one uh, most common ones which she used, and she said the moment she would use. Lord, just the word Lord. It was enough. And she would say this in front of Sherwin, the Lord. Just the word Lord. And another one which she says, the one mantra which was most, um, you know, uh, had taken to her heart was Lord God of Mercy. Because she has symbolized, uh, see, of all the powers, it was grace and mercy that she brought to earth. Otherwise, where would we stand? Mercy. Because she knew human beings have deviated far from the truth of their own being. So if there is no mercy, there would be... So all these aspects of mantra, Shirobhita and the Mother, the way they reveal is something so amazing. They universalize. Otherwise, if you read about the mantras traditionally, it's very different. This is the mantra, this is how you should recite it, you would do it in the morning, night or whatever. But they have universalized the conception. Somebody asked her, should not the guru give the mantra? She said, what does the guru do actually? He connects your soul to the divine. But for a developed psychic being, you don't need it. You directly connect to the divine. The psychic being does the same thing. And when the time comes, he'll give you the mantra. And again, she says, not to be fixed, that mantra has to be only this It will arise from within. That's your mantra. And for some time it may go on. Then the mantra itself, as per our need and the growing need, it changes. So, so many dimensions of the mantra. So, here comes um, this. Actually, he has said this in the beginning. This word was seed of all the thing to be. Just a couple of lines above. This word, what was the word? He just says go and find, ascend from nature to divinity's heights, face the high gods, crowned with felicity, then meet a greater God, thyself beyond time. So this word was seed of all the thing to be. So it was sown like a seed. When it will blossom many things. It's our nature, destiny, Human growth is complex, but a hand from some greatness opened her heart's locked doors. Such a beautiful expression of someone who has guarded her heart carefully to be unlocked only when she finds the person of her own, you know, for for whom she is destined. This is something amazing. Locked doors. And showed the work for which her strength was born. Just hearing these lines, She became aware that, you know, I am born for something. And then comes these marvellous lines. As when the mantra sings in yoga's ear. So the word is so wonderful. Yoga's ear, not yogi's ear. So yoga is a state in which we are one pointed in concentration, focused on the divine. That's yoga. So yoga's ear, in a state of yoga. So what does it do? Its message enters, stirring the blind brain and keeps in the dim, ignorant cells its sound. So now we see something very fascinating. One is its we don't understand it, it doesn't matter. Read Shobindo. You have that famous thing about Amrita reading um, Shobindo's book from the Arya at that time. And Surbindo asked, What are you reading? He said, I am reading the life divine as it is there. And Surbindo tells him, but he says, I can't understand. He said, Doesn't matter. Read it. That's all he said. Read it. So this is the mantra sinking in yoga's ear, stirring the blind brain. The brain cannot understand. It's a fact because it comes from there. Brain can only understand if a door opens. And the plane from where the light and the uh, rhythm has descended also brings in the light to make us understand, because revelation can only be understood by a kind of revelatory response from within. There is no other way to understand a revelation. And then he says, <coughs> "It keeps in the dim, mm. ignorant cells it's, its sound." So we can see one of the keys to physical transformation. I keep, uh, you know, saying this, like, and the mother says, "When you read Shurbindo." She says, I advise to read every day, read a passage, read it in a state of calm. Do not try to understand. And then she says that uh, if you do it regularly, it's preferable at a fixed time because the atmosphere is created. She says the words will create new brain cells if necessary for the understanding. So the power of the mantra is to create new brain cells. And since brain is the master organ, everything else. So, here comes this truth. The hearer understands a form of words. So, what we understand is a form of words and we give a meaning to it. And musing on the index thought it holds, he strives to read it with the laboring mind. Mother says, don't try to do that. Laboring mind cannot take us. Its Laboring mind is... its." It's, <laughs> this writing has come from the more the mind is quiet, the better our understanding will be. Laboring mind is the rational mind, analytical mind which tries to understand things by its own logic. So there are people who often will ask also why Sri has used it like this here and why he has not used it like that. Just stay quiet, the answer will come. You will see it. For instance, someone has asked uh, asked a very interesting question. In original story of Savitri Satyavan, Ashwapati is the father of Savitri. But here, in this Savitri written by Shurbindo, it is mother and Shurabindu's experiences. And Shurabindu is Ashwapati and the mother is Savitri. So how is it? So I said, okay, let me slightly give a little more googly I said, but you know, Shrivintha is not only Ashupati; Shrivintha is also Satyavan. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, totally. <laughs> now, this is our limitations of the human mind. So, when Mother was asked, it's a complete shocker to many. When Mother was asked that uh, who is Satyavan, she said, "Who else? The Supreme Lord." He has become Satyavan. He is. And actually, if you see in Shorabindha and the mother, on one side we see mother completely, you know, surrendered to Shorabindha. On the other side, Shorabindha, oh, mother has said so. Completely. Like a baby he would sit. That's why the thing that was famous in the ashram at some time was, at some point of time, there are only two people who are surrendered here. Sri to the mother and the mother to your That is the kind of surrender we are completely given. Anytime, if somebody would come and say, Mother has said this, so, uh, oh, is it? That, that's the end of the story.
0: And that is why in Book 1 we have the line, This whole wide world was only he, he and, and
1: she. So, the hearer understands a form of words and musing on the indexed thought it holds, he strives to read it with the laboring mind, but finds bright hints, not the embodied truth. Hint here and there, for instance, people explain, no, Gayatri Mantra traditional gayatri mantra not sure Windows those gayatri also people explain so if you really look at it so there is an invocation of uh, the the light of truth the light of the sun and in the mind so that it can be rebuilt reconstituted now normally you have the word to word explanation in mother's collected works volume 2 there is a whole small little passage or a sentence I forget, now it comes at the end of one of the talks and she puts it in inverted commas. If you read it, uh, she speaks of sun as the intellectual life of the universe and she speaks of it and about the sun. And if you read it through, you get it that it is about the highest level to which the Gayatri can be taken. It's very amazing. The son of truth, she speaks of that, and so the same thing. But it's when we fix it. That's why very often people ask about essays on the Gita. Mother said with Surbindo's uh, essays, it has developed in it has now a greater action. So uh, people ask: Is uh, there a word to word translation of the Gita by Surbindo? So my answer is, thankfully not. Thankfully not. But much more is there. And everything is there. Each sloka is there actually. Every sloka is there. But it is not like word by word, this word means this. And many of them, if you read, go back to the original sloka and then read what Shirobhinda has written, you feel it uplifted to what level? So... notice here that uh,
0: after the word truth, there is a colon. Yes. So this is actually a sentence of 19 lines. Mm -hmm. And there there are semicolons, colons, two or three colons at least, commas. And when we read the whole thing to the end where we see that an equal greatness in her life was sown... We can almost feel the mantra coming into us. Yes. And it starts from
1: the, from first to this exactly. line is continuous. So exactly. One single line. That's the beauty of this yes. passage. And it also gives us the clue how to read Savitri. People ask, here is how to read Savitri. <clears throat> then, falling silent in himself to know he meets the deeper listening of his soul. So all these layers, if they are very active, they don't allow the mantra to sink into the soul. So people often complain, you know, we sleep and we read Shurabindo. So it's very good. People, Mother used to say this and she would say, it's fine if you sleep. Read it still. Because what happens, we are not able to absorb that light which is contained in it, so we sleep off. But slowly we learn to be awake in that realm and in that power and that revelation. But it's perfectly fine. But here he's not speaking of physical sleep. But it falls silent in himself to know. It realizes its limitations. Then, falling silent in himself to know, he meets the deeper listening of his soul. The word... Repeats itself in rhythmic strains. So, this is the word and this is the rhythm which one captures. And the same is true of Savitri. It's not like it has to be read this way, that way. What my own discovery is, you will get the rhythm. It just will happen. And it will come from within. So, that's. Though there are people who have read it, my own take is uh, best is mother's reading. This is my own take. Because when she reads the way she reads, it just gets into you. We have the
0: word capitalized here, hmm? Ah, and you made a little reference to that earlier. Hmm. um the line is in the beginning was the word, and the word was made flesh,
1: so that's the original yes power, that original spandan, the original star yes. And then comes what is the effect of the mantra. So this is the way we read it. And after some time, though the mind tries to bright brightens, then it becomes quiet. It cannot really understand. Then the word continues like a chant, rhythmic strains. All can be done if the God touches there. All can be done if the God touches there. It just repeats itself. Then what happens? The effect of the mantra. Thought, vision, feeling. Sense, the body's self are seized unutterably and he endures an ecstasy and an immortal change. Once again we see it's at all levels Savitri works. Thought, vision, feeling and the very body it is seized. So we talk about physical transformation. Look at it like the very body sees, the body's self. And he endures. What a word he has used. <laughs> we may say happily endures because when the change happens, it can sometimes be very unnerving. So he endures an ecstasy and an immortal change. Seized unutterably. We can't even describe what happens. There was a line today which was coming to me just like a mantra suddenly in the afternoon. This line was from one of the Urdu poets, Sufi poets. The line was Kya kya hua hangame junu ye nahi malo. Kya kya hua hangame ye nahi Yar ko hamne ja baja dekha It's from that point. That what all transpired when I met him the Lord, the Beloved. I can't express, even I can't fully gather what all happened. But all that I can say I saw my friend and beloved. Yaar ko humne dekha. So, you know, they have the power to bring out something of a deeper truth. So here he is using the word are seized uniterably and he endures an ecstasy and an, and an immortal change. The change that comes stays. And I have quoted Given this, um, on a very personal level, this story. Several times, when after anesthesia I was coming out, I was seeing mother's picture, and the doctor, surgeon by the side, is he must be saying is their job to see that I am conscious. And I remember coming out and saying, "All can be done if the God touch is there." And he got completely confused. So he asked people around, "What is? What is he saying?" <laughs> So they said, he's all right. Now he's all right. And then only this word, Savitri, Savitri. Oh, Savitri. Because I love those, that Mm. phrase of Satyavan. Savitri, Savitri. Oh, my Savitri. Savitri, Savitri. Oh, Savitri. Then Savitri, Savitri. I still remember there was a smile. Savitri. Because I was in ecstasy. And then you go back to, (laughs) after some time you wake up in a normal way. So it goes deep into even what is unconscious within us. It's, it's, it's like uh, not just an experience, but to understand its dynamics. It sinks into the inner being. When spontaneously the mantra starts, it means it has gone into the inner being. And in that state where you are apparently unconscious, the mantra is still going on, which we don't know.
0: Some of you may have heard of the difficulties going on in Oroville. And the mantra that constantly comes to me is whether it seem good or evil to men's eyes, only for good the secret will can work
1: so since then you what problems <laughs> mentioned that, so I had a similar mail. Somebody asked that you know when you hear this side, so they seem to be again. There are many layers. When you see that side, again many layers. So how to act? So I said, see, it's very simple when such dilemmas happen. Then don't start taking sides based on your emotional, idealistic, sentimental reactions. Take the side of what you believe to be true. Look deep inside. When truth strikes you, then it's no more. The Gita explains that so beautifully. When truth calls you, then go by truth. It is hard, it is harsh, it doesn't matter. And I am not saying this side or that side. Each one must see within himself what really is true. It's not a time when you you just see outwardly what is good, some damage, some good will come this way, some harm will happen here. There are moments when you just make a choice based on what is really true. And everybody knows. One thing, I am convinced that Truth is the one thing which your heart always knows. And if somebody says that, you know, I don't know it, then it's just a play of words. The heart always, always knows the truth. Yes, one may say, I don't have the courage to act upon truth. Because I am blinded by many things which are coming in the way. But truth is something which the heart in the deepest sense will always know. Your heart will say. Just get rid of all these. Mind will bring in all kinds of ifs, buts, conceptions, analysis. Should I, should I not? That's the way mind operates. Just let it be quiet and see what your heart says. There will be one response of the heart.
0: Mother says, when there is an argument, both sides
1: are wrong. Yes. Quarrels, arguments. Of course, certain things, you know, things like the way human beings express their differences, either through aggressive violence or through rigid stance, both are as foolish. But frankly speaking, if you consult your heart deep inside, you will see what is the truth. It's so simple, straight, direct, sahaj, but so difficult because we want this or that, our preferences, all this comes in the way. And it has nothing to do with the idea that a document was there and not there. It's all not relevant. Your heart will tell you deep inside. And it's covered by the mind in such fantastic ways, the justification power of the yes, mind. Yes, It's so amazing. It can give hundred reasons for doing or not doing something. I think I've spoken to you previously perhaps <coughs> about uh,
0: this fellow in the ashram who had a pendulum. Hmm. And people would come hmm. to him hmm. and he would give them advice according to this pendulum. And one man who had been previously a Roman Catholic priest, went too deep into the occult and he died. And someone went to Nolini and asked him about this pendulum. Nolini said very simply, the psychic being is our pendulum.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So beautiful this is. That's the pendulum. That is the mirror of everything. It cannot lie. It cannot. Uh, you may not be able to act upon it except that, well, sometimes truth is too powerful and I cannot act. There can be limitation but at least there is an honesty that this is it. I may not be able to act upon it but never to tell a lie to oneself. He says mental honesty is the first step towards true sincerity. And that's what I see is something which is developing in humanity today, to know that's how it is. But well, one cannot act. That's a different reason. Uh, The reason is very simply our will is not aligned (laughs) to the greater truth. And there are so many things which come in. Okay. So what all happens, he feels a wideness and becomes a power. So, reading Savitri, I am again not talking of just a mechanical reading, but even that has a meaning. But truly reading Savitri is to undergo this change. It becomes, and Mother has said, it can take you to the highest level of the transformation just merely reading it without the help of a guide or a guru. These are her words. Another place where she says, very interesting, so uh, how things happen? I was writing an article on depression. Somebody had requested in the yogic light. Now, this is a very depressing subject to write upon. But somebody had requested. I said, okay. No, no. Then I had finished the article. Just when I had finished the article, suddenly that day I received this message. When you are depressed, <laughs> she speaks about reading Savitri. And I don't know how I missed out completely. <laughs> Everything else was written, taken out from Shirobinda's works. I said, oh my God, this is, had to come. without. This is the crown, the ultimate yes. cherry on the yeah. cake without it. And it is so true. So true. Whenever one is depressed, whenever there is physical illness, just read Savitri. Immediately it uplifts the atmosphere. And if <laughs> you cannot read... Let it <laughs> play in the atmosphere. Let somebody else read it out. It has that effect. So he feels a wideness and becomes a power. So this is the Savitri Mantra Sadhana. So what happens? He endures an ecstasy. There is ecstasy. There is immortal change. A change which will carry on through life. So immortal change. It gets embedded in the soul. And he feels the wideness. So he is no more you know, confined to narrow, rigid mental formulas of life. And he becomes a power, power of God, expression in time. And what else happens? All knowledge rushes on him like a sea. So as one becomes wide, and this is ascension, then knowledge begins to, the door is open and knowledge begins to rush. And this is not this knowledge or that knowledge, all knowledge. All that is needed just to open and put a little concentration, very often not even a concentration, it'll, it'll just. Of course, one may not always want to express all that knowledge that comes, but it rushes like a sea, literally like a sea, no more like rivers, as the Vedic Rishis said, but like a sea. And then what happens? Transmuted by the white spiritual ray, he walks in naked heavens of joy and calm. Joy and calm become the Stuff of his life. He walks in naked heavens. So whatever may happen in the outer life, whatever momentarily, like waves, things may pass. But his inner state is a state of joy and calm. He goes through all that, entire battle of life. Sees the God face and hears transcendent speech. So this God face word is very interesting. So normally it it gives the sense of actually seeing a vision where you see God wearing a face. But when I read it, the sense that occurred to me, face. What is a face? It is a front. So in all events and happenings, you see the face of God. This is how it came to me. Because I was like, okay, of course we all have some experience or the other where we see God's face in one way or the other. But here, to my spontaneous, intuitive sense, it was God-face. In all circumstances, all events, everyone, you see the face of God. It is He who is expressing Himself through everything, sees the God-face. And with that comes here's transcendent speech. So the guidance and everything comes from within. He understands Things in the deeper sense. So here's transcendent speech. So it's not about, you know, where, where is that speech? I want to hear, is it in English or Sanskrit? Here's transcendent speech. That revelation which is we are, which, which, to which we are not a privy, that begins to descend into us as inspiration, intuition, revelation, and we know and understand the truth of things. So sees the God face and hears transcendent speech. An equal greatness in her life was sown. So the effect of what Ashwapati says, seemingly a very normal um, normal thing which a father would say to a daughter, that go and find your partner, I mean in those age. Nowadays they won't say this, they will say, find a good NRI and you know, put an advertisement in the paper. Not you put, I have put it already, so that's how it will be. But he says, and then she experiences an equal greatness in her life. Hearing the words of her father. They are not ordinary words. So this word having power uh, from which we started, we've seen many, many stories where a casual phrase changed the entire, it was like a greatness that has been shown. The story which I often love is Tulsidas who wants to meet his wife. is very desperate and the river is in spate, and he goes and She gets very annoyed. Two o'clock, unannounced, you could have at least given me a missed call. And you know, he is climbing through the window. In her annoyed state, she says, What? You are running after a woman like this? If you turned towards God this way, you would have found Him. That's the end of one story and the beginning of another. That's what we see here in the next few lines. What happens as a result. Accustomed scenes were now an ended play. That was the power. It completely changed her life. Accustomed scenes to which we are tied, bound, were now an ended play. Moving in muse and amid familiar paths, touched by new magnitudes and fiery signs, she turned to vastnesses not yet her own. Fiery signs. Suddenly she started looking at things afresh. See, divine comes in so many ways in our life. But we miss it because, you know, we are so preoccupied with the regular things. So those signs which start coming, especially when one is marked for spiritual life, something or the other will happen. They will come. And so she suddenly begins to seek those vastnesses. Allured her heart throbbed to unknown sweetnesses. Her heart was charmed and allured by what is going to come. This is the difference. So, People often ask about yoga. As Shubhindo says in Savitri, heaven's call is rare. Rarer the heart that heats. And then another place where the God of the vision, wonderful, he says, My call is there in men and things. It is there. But we are so preoccupied with all our usual mechanical. The way life has tied us, nature has bound us and we are so happy with it. Suddenly she feels the throb of something which is going to come. Unexpected. She doesn't know at this moment that she is going to fight death. It's not about a marriage. (laughs) She's going to take the challenge of death. The secrets of an unseen world were close. I would like to read just a few lines from the previous
0: when we're hearing the lines. Thy spirit came not down a star alone. O living inscription of the beauty of love, mistled in orient virginity, what message of heavenly strength and bliss in thee is written with the eternal sun-white script One shall discover, and greaten with it his life, To whom thou loosenest thy heart's jeweled strings. O rubies of silence, lips from which there stole Low laughter, music of tranquility, Star-lustrous eyes awake in sweet large night, and limbs like fine linked poems made of gold, stanzaed to glimmering curves by artist gods, depart where
1: love and destiny call your charm. This word is power one can see here very character you know. We often when we meet people, what do we speak about them? And what do we think about them? We ourselves live in smallness and we think about them as smallness and we convey our smallness to them. We project our smallness. What has he done through this? There is a place where mother says we should be able to reach that point where when we look at human beings, we should be able to say Arise, O resplendent one. Not like you are so and so. So he suddenly reminds her, Who are you? That's all he does. He reminds her that, who are you? That's why an equal greatness in her was sown. She, she would be knowing it. But suddenly the father doesn't say, you know, you are what, Savitri, you have become old, I am worried about you. Nothing. She reminds her that you are none else but a goddess who has come with a mission. But what marvelous lines. And she's charged and then he says, depart where love and waits for you. So this capacity to transmit that power, it's not about flattery. It's about seeing suddenly there's a moment of flash and you see the divinity. And that's enough. It may get clouded, it may get covered, but that is the truth that has been seen, shown and sown in the mud of human soil.
0: And I can say that to all of you, Mother has seen your past, your present and your future possibilities. And she's working on all of us equally.
1: And in each in their own unique way.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank Namaste. you. Namaste. Namaste Namaste-o.